the legacy that's wrong. That's the legend of the Armstrongs. Questions get answered. Oh, you didn't know. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to... Oh, you didn't know. What is up, Road yep. Dog? Oh, Brian I James. Finish my oh, thing. Crazy. Sometimes I go into it and I can't stop myself. Are you gonna do the whole ramp? I was gonna do everything? the whole thing and then end it with "I got two words for you" and to do the whole thing. But I mean, you stepped on it. It's all good though. I'm I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing excellent, dog. I'm doing excellent. What's the matter with your eyes? Um, I got. I made the mistake of getting them dilated, going to the eye doctor. Uh, I was okay. supposed to be wearing these. What do you think about oh, this yeah. look? Well, I think it's great. And I, I mentioned uh, that you look just like the cool emoji. Like when you say <laughs> cool to somebody and send them that, it's just that one emoji. I, I don't think it has a beard. But, but, <laughs> but I'm close. I got some good lay. That's a, that's a good look. You know what I mean? That's like good. it's a minion. It has a minion vibe. <laughs> A bearded minion. Oh, oh hey, this does feel you. better. Don't look up eyes. bearded minion on the. Uh, <laughs> on the <laughs> safe search on. If you're gonna Google that when it works. Do not, do not look for that one. Dog. So your started, eyes are dilated because you had them checked out. Are you okay? You good to had go? Had them checked. Or? I'm all good. A plus. Ready all to good. go, my friend. Yeah, good. Ready to go. I, I keep getting like reading glasses. Like, and I keep they keep going up and up and up and yeah. and like I've. I, mine were at like 150, and the minute I turned like over 50, like it was, they were no good no more. So now I get the 175, and I think that's just a way of telling me, like, yeah, you're closer to 75 than you are for 50 now. Is that what it goes by your age? Just you old, you old age. bastard. He gave me the speech this time. That's how I know I'm getting old. He gave me the speech. Yeah. How are you at reading like menus and stuff? And I'm like, first of all, that's a hidden fat joke because you know I'm reading menus all the time. Second of all, it's a hidden old joke. <laughs> You're asking me if I need readers. Yeah. So I. <laughs> yeah, but the truth be told, can you ask anybody anything nowadays without it no, no. being offensive and Canceled. <laughs> tearing me down? And, <laughs> oh, you're no. calling me fat. I said nothing of the sort. <laughs> Fatty. You uh, read the menu. He's like, no, I'm, that's just no, every day question. <laughs> Everyone answers that. Thank you. Hey, are you good at reading menus? Apparently, like you, how how are your friggin' eyes, Doc? Apparently, as you can see, clearly, I am an excellent menu. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, so so you know, before we get into this, you know, I had, uh, wait, um, eight, eight new baby goats. Uh, and you if you follow me three, you ended up with eight, eight, eight baby goats in one week. And so, and I literally saw and participated in, uh, uh some of, uh, some of the birthing. Um, and so it was, it was actually very cool. Cause me and my wife were doing it kind of together and it was, yeah, we got eight new, beautiful, healthy baby Kids, I guess they're called. Uh, and, same mom or <laughs> hey, and beautiful. multiple goats dropping? Uh, no, three three different mothers. Three different mothers. Oh, and, okay. uh, and so if you follow me on Twitter at uh, Fergal McDivitt, hashcrown.com, <laughs> um, you, could, <laughs> you can see I posted pictures of all the newborn babies uh, up there. And so oh, I... Oh, my wife was crying. She's, she's all over. <laughs> well, she hey, look, to in about... If you want to get rid of any of them, she's In there. about six months, uh, eight months, we'll... Throw another male out there and see see what he see what he does, um, and then I'll then I'll so you'll, in about in about 
11 months, I'll have you a brand new good baby. So you be ready for it by then. Okay. Uh, I got uh, one right now if you want it for real, but I figured you might want to prepare. She's pumped. You might want to prepare for it. Well, I told you we're going to come down to Florida and I believe the spring. My wife's doing a CrossFit competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told her, she was like, you need to call Road Dog. Let him know you're going to be in Florida. And I said, I texted you. We're going to be down there. Let's just get some fried shrimp and watch her run. Yeah. Uh, just stand there. But I think like we throw need to bring donut holes goats at them. Maybe we could throw donut holes at the participants. <laughs> <laughs> and I, might be driving I was thinking about a whole donut, but... But I don't know how that will throw. But a donut ball, I bet you could. I bet oh, you could won't. throw that fifty yards on a rope, you know. But she's in. All, she's in all those competitions where they taser and paintball her, and then attack a German Shepherd. And what? What? Are you serious? Like Two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, what do you do that for? And she's like, <laughs> I get a T-shirt. And you're like, like, you're like, you're like, cause, uh, cause I couldn't do that at all. Period. I couldn't either. Holy mackerel. Give me two fifty. I'll go but, get you two shirts. But that's, Walmart. that's competition, right? That's yeah, somebody who's it. competitive. Yeah. They want to, they want to do that. And it doesn't matter the purse. Right. Yeah. She um, wants me to cheer her on, which means I'll stand at the finish line for three yeah, hours. Yeah. Dang right. You will. Finish and we'll you'll do, do it. it and she'll do it and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> do it and shut up doing it. <laughs> well, I got. I got pumped up, guys. I got pumped up, dog. Ooh, what happened? Because looking at this, the uh, at the end of the dog in 2007 show, Ooh. we finished off by talking about you winning one of the briefcases in the Feast or Fired match yeah. at Look Turning at that facial. Point. If you're not watching uh, oh. at home by way of television slash streaming device, um, it's showing me with the, the uh, case that I won with a holy mackerel look on my face. And I think that's when an actor uh, on the casting couch, and believe me, I've been <laughs> on many of them, says... Such says, a large briefcase. Can so, we talk about that? says, show me, show me surprised. This is the look that, that, that I give them. Um, yeah, it's a huge briefcase. All of my wrestling gear was in there. And uh, no, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, but yeah, it was one of the old things where Billy got it and threw it out and I caught it. I think that's how it went down. Somebody threw it and I caught it. Um, but then I had the, I had the briefcase and I had, oh. and I got tag team title, right? Didn't you I open the briefcase, cover that? reveal yeah. a tag title shot, but tease that you're not sure if you're going to pick Kip as your partner. Mm. First things first, dog, as we get into yep. this. What did you think of the feast or fired gimmick? Is that uh, any way to take someone off TV in your mind? Or what did you think about this? Well, look, I think it's a new thing, you know what I mean, that I had never seen and I had never uh, heard of. And so I thought when you can do something different in wrestling that hasn't been done, I always think that's kind of a bonus because you never know if it's going to get over or if it's not. Um, that Things like this, you know, haven't survived and, and, and I haven't been done again, I don't think. Uh not anywhere I've been anyway, but, but like, yeah, it's a new idea. It's something new. You try it. And, and if it was a way to fire somebody like then, you know, you could always use it and take it a step further and go, oh, no, now you have a fired who's on, who's, you know, the, the thing is held up to see who's fired. You have to have a match to find out who it is. You know what I mean? You could take it a step further and use it as a promotional element, you know, but somebody's getting fired at the end of the day. But you well, could you, use it as a, as a gimmick thing, too, and bring them back. You know what I mean? Sure. Sami Zayn gets fired and El Generico comes back. Uh, when you're getting ready to head into this storyline, is it creative that comes to you and says, hey, it's time to do a program between you and t- you two? Um, 
yes, but it's probably me and him at this point too, because we knew, you know, you kind of feel it like, okay, this is, this is, look, we've kind of felt it from the get go. If we were being honest with ourselves, but I don't think either one of us were in a place to do that in our heads. Um, uh, but, but it was trying to, you know, trying to catch lightning in a bottle again, and that just wasn't going to happen. And so, so it was, to me, it was always going to happen. We were always going to have to fight against each other. You know what I mean? At some point. And, and I also don't think people wanted to see that. I don't think they cared to when they did. Um, and I don't think they, they wanted to see it. They want to see the outlaws together and they want to see you do your whole spiel and they want to see the thing, you know what I mean? And if you can't give them the thing, then you're giving them something less than, and that's, I don't know. I I think it's almost a slap in the face. You know what I mean? To give them less than. And so the writing was on the wall early on about this run for us as a tag team. I'm sure it was creative or somebody just came to us and goes, what do you guys think? Where are we at here? And it was like, yeah, what, we got nothing either. What do you guys want to do? You know, <laughs> were you, when you think back at this time, were you happy in TNA at the time? Um, yeah, yes, I, yes, I was. And, and, and again, we talked, talked a lot about this being a, a horrible time in my life. It was, it was not a horrible time in my life. It was just, I was on drugs. And so they yeah. were, they ruled the day, you know what I mean? And that was, and that's just a fact of the matter. And so, but yeah, I was amongst friends. I was with Billy. I was with Jeff. I was working with Dutch and you know what I mean? Like everybody was, I don't know. It was same old, same old doing some wrestling, paying the bills taking some drugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was, uh, and not in that order, my friend. Uh, you two team up in a match against Petey Williams and Sanjay Dutt. Ooh. Petey, by the way, now an agent for WWE <clears throat> and Sanjay an on air and backstage guy for AEW. Yeah. So before we get to the match, uh, what do you think of Petey and Sanjay here? So, so look, loved them then love them more now because I know them more now. Um, but Petey, was an innovator in the industry, the Canadian destroyer. Like I, I I'm sure somebody's going to tell me, Oh, uh, you know, no, Takamichi Noku did it before he did or whatever. And, I, and I'm going to go like, I didn't know that, but to me, excuse me, he, he innovated like some wrestling maneuvers, you know what I mean? And, and, and what a cool, uh, gimmick he had with Scott Steiner, uh, you know, being a baby Papa pump and, <clears throat> excuse me and and Sanjay I actually went with Sanjay to India uh during the the early the, the I'd say the uh the ground floor stages of the Raka King uh deal that uh, that the wrestling over there that Jeff tried to do or that he actually did and, and succeeded doing it but um me and Sanjay actually went on the first tour over there together to to recruit a lot of talent for that for that show so I've spent a lot of time with Sanjay in India and man he was a they didn't give a crap who I was. I was just some fat old washed up guy, but Sanjay Dutt was uh Sanjay Dutt was a star and it was cool to see that. You know what I mean? To be there with him and see people go like, Oh, and, and, and a lot of people do that too. And so it was very cool to, to get to know him in that way. But yeah, I've known them both now. Uh, you know, Sanjay worked uh, down at NXT for a little while too. And, and at, uh, in, in WWE, is that me? <laughs> By the way, before we get crushed on social media, just to set the record straight, everyone knows the first Canadian destroyer was done by Fergal McDivitt. So my oh yes, yeah. I knew I was gonna. I yeah. knew I would have been correct. Which is why so many people were Fergal McDivitt guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's I know four of them. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Let's get to the match. Kip gets pinned by Sanjay, which doesn't take a, make a lot of sense, but it's TNA uh, from the Observer. 
Post-match saw Kip demanding to find out who BG's partner is for his tag team title shot. Mm. From the briefcase match, BG agreed to tell him next week. Mm. We had BG and Kip teasing troubles and building up a split. And then Billy lost right in the midst of all this. Can (laughs) I bring that up? Right. I mean, he probably doesn't want me to, but you lost again, Billy. Yeah. He can't even beat Sanjay. One of your legs is bigger than Sanjay. Uh, it's, it says, uh, uh, we had BG and Kip teasing troubles, building up a split, but the split is a swerve because they all end up as friends. Was there ever any talk about it being a swerve, dog? Uh, apparently it was. Did you they? Said it, was, oh. <laughs> it was a swerve. Um, I don't even, <laughs> I don't remember this specifically at all. <laughs> so, so uh, Did they already I can have imagine... contact with your dad about coming in? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've already had already talked about him coming in. He was in good shape. He was ready to go. Uh, here he is looking here. If you're watching good, his, with his Kegel's gym uh, shirt on, that's literally from Marietta, Georgia. That I, all the old uh, the old Georgia Championship guys used to train there as an old school gym. And uh, he loved that shirt, man, until until the day he died. Um, But, yeah, he's ready to go here. And so, uh, and Billy looked like he was, too. I was just like, can I go back and lay down? Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, so they had already talked to to my father, and and we were all set. We were moving forward with that, Uh, which we'll probably talk about here. I don't know if we will or not, but it was exciting. Was anybody else under consideration that you know of? Was that No. Okay. No, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It was because, tr- truthfully, and whether you think the story's good or not, like that's neither here nor there. Um, but what, if we're if we're digging into it, like, who else would I turn Billy down for? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the you, you, you know I'm sorry, dude, but this is my dad, and this is uh, you know, and then Billy of course gets mad and turns on my dad and turns on me, whatever. So so it's uh, the story makes sense whether you were with it or or you didn't give a crap or whatever. How it goes down makes sense, you know what I mean, yes. in our in our world. It makes sense in any world, to tell you the truth. Um, you said you kind of knew maybe the end was coming up and, and, you know, a lot of stuff going on in your personal life, but you got to be excited to be working with Billy in the ring again. Oh, yeah. It's well, always got to be good. It is very good because it's electric between me and him, whether the people dig it or not is questionable, but it's always cool between me and him just because. Uh, it's kind of like working with your brother. Um but so I was excited about working with Billy and getting paid on the pay-per-views that we were working on. But Billy beats the crap out of you in the ring. Like he literally beats you within an inch of your life inside the wrestling ring. And you don't, and you're like, what did I do to deserve this, uh, sir? You know, and please, sir, may I have another? My Lord, please, my Lord. Uh, but he would just, oh, it was just everything. He hits you. And, and his... This sounds weird, and I don't know how any other way to say it, so I'm just going to say it. His body is so hard that it's like hitting a, a brick wall that's formed in the shape of a human being. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it has round shoulders, but they're brick round shoulders. Right. So it's so they hit you in a shoulder tackle. They hit you with a flying elbow, whatever. It, it hurts really bad. <laughs> so so yeah, he just I was excited because I like Billy, but also. Not because he beat the crap out of me, but he never beat me. Correct. I want to reiterate this. Undefeated against the one Daddy Mac, Scissor Jack. I don't know. What do they call him? I'm sorry. I messed it up. I messed up the whole game. (laughs) 
I apologize. I, I like know. Daddy Jack Scissor Jack. Scissor Mac. Daddy Mac Scissor Jack. Yeah, that's pretty Oh, that's good. actually pretty cool. Uh, he should run with it. He You're will. welcome, Billy, again. He'll get it over. <laughs> <laughs> the next week on Impact from the Observer, BG and Kip James came out. BG told Kip that he's not going to be his partner when he uses his briefcase to challenge Styles and Tomko for the mm. belts. BG told Kip that his partner is Bob Armstrong. What? Kip, given that Bob is like a second father, was cool with that. Oh. How's that for a swerve, says the Observer. They built up that Kip is going to be mad, and he was happy. He was it's happy. a swerve of a swerve, dog. It was a swerve. Dude, I used to pitch in uh, Babe Ruth League, and I can tell you I had a bit of a knuckleball. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. I have no idea a what I'm talking about. Of a uh, no, I, didn't, I didn't have a knuckleball or a fastball or any of those. Any or of even those play balls. baseball. <laughs> Played baseball. It was just whether I was you, good or not is debatable. <laughs> you played. You didn't see me, so I was probably uh, one of the best ever. All county. Uh, this is really <laughs> built well, uh, in my opinion, dog. We t- we hinted on it earlier, but. <clears throat> It is really built well. I mean, the, yeah. like you said, there there couldn't be other storyline besides your dad coming back. Uh, this had to be you had to be pleased with all this. This is I, good. Deal. I was, and and again, whether you, you know right, wrong, or indifferent, you liked it or you didn't. Like this was me and my father who was aging, uh, and and especially now that he's gone, to have this moment with my father uh, was more important to me than anybody can imagine. Uh, and so, sadly enough, it's, or I don't know if this is pathetic or right or wrong, but I, I don't care if it got over or if it was good or anything. Like, I thought it was good enough for a, a washed-up wrestler and a really old wrestler who was the washed-up one's father uh, go out there with AJ Styles and Tomko and have a presentable wrestling match. And and we did it. And I got to do it with my father on a pay-per-view and I didn't get to work with my dad. You know, all my brothers got to work with my father coming up and, and broke in working for him and with him and all kind of stuff. And I didn't have that opportunity. So it was a really cool moment for me. Um, and if it, if you aren't done with that, then I have two words for you. <laughs> I don't finally, know any other way, any other way to get out of that. Finally, by the way, we get your dad in a promo on impact, man. Mm. Uh, backstage, BG James said he was going on vacation, and Bob said he wasn't, and they were training every day till the title <clears throat> match, like in the Marines. This is probably the closest thing to a shoot, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it really was the closest <laughs> thing to a shoot, and that's that's what was funny about it to us. And I'm sure we're going to hear from the Observer here in a moment. But what was funny about it to us is. It was kind of like dad for real at this time in his life still worked out 10 times harder than I ever will. And okay. and that was just a fact, you know what I mean? And so, so it was kind of a running rib, like, you know, you're the only Armstrong that ever went to the gym, you know what I mean? Like, so it was, <laughs> it was that kind of thing. And, and maybe it was too inside or maybe, I don't know. I, I just thought the story worked. I thought, let's hear what the observer has to say. Cause I, I, I feel like we're about to. Uh, they're well, ba- they're about quickly, to your dad, well, your dad had to be excited for this, right? I, I think he was. I, look, okay. he acted like he was. He he was as serious as he could get. You see here, if you're watching uh, at home on your streaming firm, that uh, he had a good haircut there, um, but he was still still the silver bullet. You know what I mean? Uh, 
kind of what I, excuse me, what I'm going with now with the beard. Um, and so, but he was seasoned and he was, a, he was still, could still wrestle a little bit and he could do enough because he's smart and he knows we don't have to do anything. We don't have to, I'm an old man, Kick, knock me down. And then everybody goes, Hey, come on, dude. He's an right. old man. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, right. I loved it. I loved it. Here we go from the observer, by the way, uh, we do have some language in this one. So go ahead and, uh, uh, adjust for that. Here we go. Yep. This is from the observer and one of the dumbest skits ever. They showed a brief clip of Bob Armstrong training BG James they made it out like the babyface BG is a pussy in the sense of his Whoa. role was the same as Jim Cornette's in the 1980s feud with Baby Doll. It had it was a comedy training segment where he was struggling to incline bench press and screaming in pain, and Bob was spotting him and got the weight off his chest, and it was like 25 pounds. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know if those guys ever tried to incline, but like that's 25 is a lot. <laughs> It's, 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 the, it's the, 25 the more than 35. none. Yeah, it's 25 more than nothing, I can tell you that much. His dad trained him while he was a baby who puked, which, by the way, they showed. It's always <laughs> boggled my mind when bookers try to portray baby faces as, these, as either dimwits or another P-bomb they dropped yeah. in the Observer because people won't get behind either, and if they won't get behind you, why are you a baby face? Yeah. Uh, it's comedy, ha-ha, gaga, of course, but the overall point of what Meltzer says here, what do you say to that? Well, I, look, I don't disagree with his point, but I think his point is not a blanket statement that covers every scenario inside professional wrestling and, or sports entertainment or any of the above. And so I would argue that this was a one-off and... They weren't running with me as a big baby face because I wasn't one. They weren't going to run with my dad. as a So So what are you going to do with the novelty act? What's the build? We're going to get heat on my dad. We're going to get heat on me. Where you going to... No. So we go, hey, here's these guys. And, and, and we tried to entertain, you know, go entertain the entertaining route. And so if it didn't work and didn't entertain you, okay, I'll buy that. I see that. I, I understand that. But... It, maybe if you're building a baby face and trying to establish a baby face and, and build this baby face as your guy, you wouldn't do that. And, and he's hundred percent right, but that's not what we were doing. You know what right. I mean? We were getting to a pay-per-view of a one-off that was a uh, third card, third match on a paper on a TNA pay-per-view. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, we're not going to spend a lot of time in creative uh, think on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's let's have some fun. Let's bing, bang, boom. Let's get it over with and we're done. And now what? You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't disagree with him. I just, he, what he's saying is not a, it cannot be a blanket statement and a blanket fact. That's just, that's just not, there's too many, uh, too many variables in what we do for, you know, that to, to remain a blanket fact. Does that make it a waste of TV time? I don't think so at all. I think I think what it does is is it builds what build you can give the third match on your pay per view. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not the main event. Right. It's not the semi main event. It ain't even the semi semi main event. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the third card on your on your or second match on your card or whatever. It, it lucky it was lucky to get any time at all, and what it got was me and my dad making fools of ourselves and having a good time, and then they Tom go and I don't even remember if we won or lost. I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't. Who gives a crap? 
I got to stand out there my, with my father. This is for me personally, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is how I feel. I got to stand out there with my father and a, and a, um, a, a color guard, a color guard detail came with us with a Marine Corps color guard and the United States uh, flag. And you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a really symbolic, cool moment for me and my father who were both Marines to stand there and camouflage with the national anthem and the, and the color guard detail with us. Like that, that was super cool for both of us. Um, and so again, that was just, I, if you didn't like the wrestling creative, sorry uh, for me. And it wasn't even I, my idea, but I sure loved it and loved whoever's idea it was because it gave me a special moment with my father that I can take to my grave. You know what I mean? Later on in the show, Hernandez then pit, pinned Kip James. Roxy Laveau threw powder in James's eyes. Then when Hernandez moved, Hernandez then got the uh. pin after a clothesline. Woman hater Kip, and if he's a woman hater... <laughs> Why did he have a woman manager, says the Observer. Told oh. Laveau she wears too much makeup, always screws up, dresses like Stevie Nicks in the 80s, <laughs> and fired her. Dog, what did you think of Roxy at this time? Was it time for her to move on from the gimmick? Yeah, yeah. well, look, if the gimmick's no longer there, then there's no longer her gimmick, period. And, and so if she wasn't going to continue on... Uh, I don't even know how much longer she worked for there because I got fired so so quickly after this. But but uh, but like she look, she was a, a a really good person. She was a good worker too. She was really starting to like uh, find her own and stuff. So I I, I latched onto her as quickly as possible because I thought she's going to be something and somebody. Um, I don't think she followed it. Uh, she chased the dream that much. Once she got out of that, she got into. Uh, bodybuilding a little bit and I, I haven't followed her lately but I know for a while there she was uh looked like she was chiseled in stone you know what I mean and so I hope she's still doing well hadn't stayed in touch with her probably should have but yeah I I, I, I always loved her uh, as a human and as a talent but if VKM the voodoo Ken mafia is no, no longer around then uh maybe uh Roxy Laveau doesn't make any sense either you know <laughs> uh Kip stands behind you as you and your dad cut a promo and it's mostly you talking and when it's over, he, he hugs both of you. Mm -hmm. You're building to a turn here. Were you excited to be the baby face in this scenario? Well, I knew what was coming was about to hurt. You know what I mean? Okay. So it, it didn't matter at all if I was leaving the ring a heel or a baby face or, or neither. Because if I was ending. leaving the ring conscious, it was going to be a bonus for me. So, uh, so, <laughs> so those things go through your mind right before Billy's elbow does. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so, uh, so that, that was where I was at at that time. But yeah, look, I knew we were going to, we were going to have a little bit of a deal and be on TV and a little something we could sink our teeth into. And I thought it was cool. Well, at against all odds from Greenville, South Carolina, which, by the way, the last time your dad would appear on a wrestling pay-per-view with you. Awesome. Uh, here we go. AJ Styles and Tomko beat BG James and Bob Armstrong. And Were they the tag champs? What's that? Were they the tag champs? Yes. You, yeah, I believe that's okay. the briefcase, right? I don't know. No, I had a, the briefcase was a shot at the tag titles. Oh, yeah. I thought. Uh, and Mike, they had the tag titles. Mike today noted that Bob and BG both had their Marine Corps basic training nearby at Paris Island. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bob going through it in 1957 and BG in 1987. That's, uh, that's a very cool little little that's fact. 30 years uh, to, the, to the month 
uh, in August, 30 years to the month that we went. And when he went to see my graduation, he marched across the same uh, parade deck that I marched across to graduate in. And his, my chapel where I uh, went to church every or Sunday school, whatever we did, whenever we could get out of the squad bay, um, we went to, uh, was his chow hall, the same exact building. So it was like, it was very cool for him to go, oh, this is where we had chow. And I was like, oh, well, this is where we do church. And this is, <laughs> yeah, the same, same, uh, same building and everything. So it was very cool uh, that we had that moment together and then we have this moment together you know 20 years later so it was really cool and all the build-up of the match they pushed that bob was 67 years old the marine corps <laughs> color guard like you said yep. came to the ring with them uh styles and tomko argued before the match styles got on the mic to start the show telling tomko to come out noting that he hadn't returned any of his phone calls for weeks yeah and wanted to know where he stood and yelled at him for siding with Christian. This was a bad match, but Styles was great in bumping for everyone. There was a miscue spot where Styles did a <laughs> springboard elbow, but James moved and he hit Tomko. Styles kicked out of the pump handle slam. Yep, we were kicking out of finishers all night here, says the observer. <laughs> they were being really careful with Bob, and that was a good thing on one hand, but didn't make for much of a match. The thing is, the Carolinas were really not Bob's territory. And if they are going to do this with Bob as the ancient legend, it would have worked a lot better in Georgia or the Gulf Coast. After a springboard drop kick by Styles to the knee of James, Styles and Tomko did their double team tornado suplex on James oh. for the pin. Post match saw Kip James come in to check on Bob and BG, and he didn't even turn on them. Three quarter stars. Oh man, three quarters. Three quarters stars. First that's off, almost, that's almost a star. <laughs> yes. That's almost a star is what you're saying. Uh, if you remember anything about putting the match together, uh, AJ had to be one of the few you would trust with your dad in the ring to take care of him. A hundred percent. And Tom Coe, uh, bless his heart. He, he was going to be great too. Like he was, we were, they were all as concerned as I was. Um, and, and truth, you know, truth be told, it was what it was. And, and I don't disagree with the observers, uh, statement about it. Look, if it was in Birmingham, if it was in uh, Knoxville, if it was in uh, Georgia somewhere, you know what I mean? Like I, if it was in Marietta or something, you know what I mean? Like it might've been, it might've been done, done better, but that's not where the pay-per-view was. And so that's where, where we did it. Uh, you talked about how big of a moment the color guard was. Were you happy with how the match went? Yeah. Look, I don't really remember how the match went, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. It's more about this moment with me and my father. And that was, that mattered to me a lot more than, than, uh, the, the whether it got a friggin' star or not. You know what I mean? Were you surprised? Do you remember anything talking about holding Billy off the Billy turn for TV? Um, no, I think we, you know, when you do that a lot, you go like, Hey, cause truth be told on a pay-per-view, you're not going to have as many people as you are, uh, via television show, if you think about it. And so, so there's, there's something to saving it for a, for a larger audience. You know what I mean? And so I, it also makes it sound better. <laughs> it <does. At laughs> like, impact, all, like all those people are actually going to give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> At impact, AJ Styles and Tomko beat Kip James and Bob Armstrong. BG was on crutches from the knee injury from yeah. the pay-per-view. Yeah. Angle came out as well. BG threw his crutch into the ring to Kip who naturally hit Bob with it and caused Bob to get pinned. 
They just had Son to beat up a... your dad, didn't they, dog? Well, that Billy huh? Gunn. That Billy Gunn. He's a son of a bee sting, I tell you what. Uh, Kip has also also attacked BG after the match, so we've got the Kip versus BG feud. Being the TNA has said that anyone who is under contract can, can leave. There were people who floated Kip and BG's name to WWE about coming in. As best I can tell, they didn't directly ask, and BG is tight with Jeff Jarrett, so there is loyalty there. WWE said they would possibly consider BG, but wanted nothing to do with Kip. There's a lot going on in TNA what? at the time, dog. What? And a lot of unhappy talent. Were you thinking about leaving? Um, no, because I didn't know that they, my name was floated. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know any of that. Like you I was said, get, you were I, paying bills I, and doing I, drugs. I, yeah, and, and, and working for my friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... It's known. You hear it in the in the report. It's like there's loyalty there. You know what I mean? You hear it's a given. It's a known thing. And so, look if 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 they would have called and said, "Hey, we're going to give you twice what you're getting," I would have gone to Jeff and he would have said, "You'd be stupid not to take it." You know what I mean? Like go. But that's that's not what was going on. And so, no, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about going anywhere. I was happy, and I thought I had some afterlife there at TNA too, as long as it existed with you know being a producer or working backstage in some uh, some form. Um, do you remember anything about them not wanting anything to do with Kip? Or were you I don't. focused on everything I, else? Uh, yeah, I don't because I think like he we went back there and worked for NXT after that, so I don't. It wasn't like there was some kind of heat that where he couldn't have come back or something. So I don't know. That was, in, that's interesting to hear. She don't remember no four or anything, him leaving on any kind of bad turn. No. Okay. No, but um, I, but again, I wasn't, you know what I mean? I was, I was on bad terms myself. <laughs> do you think the, uh, the turn went well and did you think it, it helped you and Kip? Um, no, I don't think it helped. I don't think it was, if it was designed to help us, I don't think it did. Um, I do, but I don't think it was. I think it was, did it was designed to split us up, get the fight over with, and then use us separately as as separate entities, like they like they did. You know what I mean? Billy went on and did some things and was with the beautiful people and did. You know what I mean? So they were going to utilize him on his own because I think there's something there. It's promotable. It's marketable. Uh, and so they're going to utilize him and they're going to utilize me. But to get to that point, you got to, you got to butt our heads together and see who comes out on top and, and then breathe and relook at it and repackage. And here we go. You know what I mean? So I think it was necessary. I don't think it was designed to prop us up or, or, or knock us down. It was just necessary to get through. On Impact 3-6, they then did a P BG versus Kip rough cut. Yep, after all the criticism of wrestling, not learning the new state-of-the-art in P uh, pay-per-view, this was the TNA version of De La Hoya Mayweather. It was a minute or two. Kip said he was the workhorse of the team who had to go to the gym every day and stay in shape, but admitted <laughs> his promos weren't the best, and that's what where BG excelled. He said the two of them were both going nowhere and wanted to be put together, and it finally happened. This is a great way to highlight both of you to explain the story. You remember whose idea this was? Yeah, I, look, I in my mind it was uh, Borash and and uh, 
well, Borash was going to shoot it all, but Russo and Borash, okay. like it was their kind of collab that they said, let's do this and let's shoot this. And I, look, I thought it was good too. I thought it, I thought it was a, it was a great build to our story because again, just like last time, this was not the main event of the show. This was not going to be, you know, semi-main for a title. This is just a little interesting personal story that these two guys are fussing right now and they're going to punch each other over it. And you're welcome to watch on the second match of the pay-per-view card. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, and so it was, uh, it, it just was what it was, and and I forgot what we were talking about, but but the match was going to be what it was going to be. You can we were talking about the build. The, the build was this like sit down, like interview, like I was on the on the pitcher's mound of my little uh, high school or my little uh, Babe Ruth softball league. You know what I mean? With the J Town water tower behind me, and you know what I mean. And we then we yeah. were I think we worked at lockdown or something like that. Billy and I, and I'm not sure if I'm jumping ahead, but so I did some stuff in the dugout with the cage between us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a picture of it. So it was just very cool. We got to go and I just was throwing ball with my kids and I was, uh, it was just about, Hey, I'm just a dude that is trying to do my best. And you're a prima donna that's mad about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, and it, it totally kind of played out that way too. So I don't know. I, I dug it. I thought it was cool. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. You know what else you dig? I know this for a fact. You dig Blue Chew. Oh, man. Huh? I don't know. Did I cover my, my goats and all the babies? You did. I don't know what that has to do. It might have been. I can't. I, they, got into a, they got into some of my stash. Um, <laughs> there were several of them that were just sleeping comfortably. There were several that were very hyperactive. And several that would, wouldn't get off the backs of the other ones. So I don't know who got into what, but... Anyway, the Blue Chew commercial, yes. <laughs> it's not. It's not made. It's not. It's not made for goats. Oh, no, 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 no. No. But It is made for us gentlemen goats. Ooh. And I'm the I'm, goat. <laughs> yeah, look at I'm you. Not, I'm not a kid. Uh, and it, guess what Blue Chew does? Here's the main thing it does. Oh. It gives you confidence, you dog, right? And you know, as a matter of fact, just with all your promos, confidence can take you far in life and that's especially true in the bedroom especially when it's time to step up to the plate you were talking about me in the dugout at the baseball field but when it's time to step up to the plate blue chew comes in perfectly blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as viagra and cialis but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost fraction of the cost you can take them anywhere day or night you can plan ahead or you could be ready whenever the ahead, y'all. opportunity arises. Arises. Uh-huh. Come on. It's getting big, dog. Uh-huh. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. And the best part is it's all done online. Yeah. No discreet. The, discreet. No visits to the doctor's <laughs> office. No awkward conversations. 
and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. I mean, dog, everybody knows you in your hometown. You want me it to stay in line at the pharmacy? Weird. Yes. Oh. When you go, hey, Mr. James. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Your pills are ready. You don't want that. You can do no, it all online. And plus, look, you're a proud Marine. You love your country, dog. Hoorah. Blue Shoes tablets are made right here in the, in USA. the USA. 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 Then they're prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet, discreet package. package. But, but let me tell you something. Your package, package will be long. anything but discreet. Yeah. Anything but discreet. With Blue Chew, men everywhere excited to see that post, man. Because when your package has arrived, dog. You're going to have a post, man. Your package has definitely arrived. I mean, some would say your package is bulging. You know what I mean? Well, some would, and I, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, your package. If you want one of these, if you want Blue Chew in your life, you want this confidence, and you want to be a new person, if you can benefit from that extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better chew sex. And That's do the it. bottom line. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code free. D-O-G-G at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, <laughs> promo code D-O-G-G, to receive your first month free. free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Yes, we podcast. do. Mm. Thank Blue Mother. Thank you. Oh, that was good Man. royalty-free porn music right there. Yes, that was. That is good. <laughs> hash, hash crown. Uh, <laughs> hash brown. That's what I'm doing. That's what. That's my new stick. Hash, hash crown, whatever. Hash crowns are the little hash rounds from Burger King. They're called hash crowns. Are they really? Yeah. Come on, man. Okay. Hey, you can also get these at your local Target and affiliated Look stores. Look at that thing. It's myself. Uh, Wait, is that really in stores now? It no. Oh, no. that's old school. Yeah, that's years of. I'm so old. I'm so old. I had action figures when they didn't bend and stuff. You know what I mean? They were just like a clump of hard clay that. And you won't bend with blue chew. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you won't go out on a bender. I can tell you that much. <laughs> All right, let's get back to some wrestling. Impact. Why? <laughs> we'll talk about being stiff all day long. Uh, okay, Seamus. 313. Seamus and Gunther. <laughs> we had uh, week two of BG and Kip. BG admitted he was fired by WWE for drug problems, but he's mm. clean now. Yeah, I wasn't, but yes. <laughs> he said getting back with Kip was stressful because he was having fun with three live crew and didn't think they could match what they once did. Kip oh. also noted he was fired and came here. Is there anything that makes a company look more minor league than their guys saying they're there because the other company fired them, basically admitting they had a big run years ago and couldn't match it? Why not just admit that you're washed up while you're at it because they all but said they were only there because the real company didn't want them anymore. Oh, dog. What do you think about well, this? Does this give the wrong perception of you two? No. So so were, were we washed up, fired from the other company? Is that all true? Yes. So why do you run from it? 
Why do you look people in the eye that know the truth and say otherwise? You know what I mean? Like to me, you utilize that. This thing ain't going to be long and we're going to dance off into the different hemispheres and see what happens in the future. You know what I mean? So it's, I, I thought the whole thing is tell them like it is. We are two old has-beens that tried to do it again. And we couldn't. When we couldn't, you got pissed about it. You know what I mean? So now we're going to fight. And now, do you want to see us fight or not? And if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. If you do, watch it. I'm going to beat him, though, because I've never lost to him. (laughs) Oh, I sit on a cake. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was an inside joke. It wasn't even fair. They, uh, BG was telling the truth, but I'm not oh, sure that it... A, are you okay? Yeah, I hit my knee really hard. It's yeah. usually, that's when Vince would usually laugh at you in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> he hit his knee, guys. Did you see that? No, uh, BG was telling the truth, but I'm not sure that in a profession with a drug cloud around it that you put on television that a former WWE guy you have is only there because they fired him over drugs. Worse, in real life, those issues are also a significant part of Angle... And Booker being there. I don't think when a fan is watching TNA, the message you want to send them is where the guys who can't keep straight in the other company come to. Especially (laughs) post-Benoit with all the wrestling drug talk in the news. Hopefully over the next few weeks, they build a stronger personal issue. Because I like the idea of doing a real-life segment. But these were the wrong guys. And thus uh, thus far, they are honest. But talking about issues that don't make me care to see them wrestle. Dog, we, we never really discussed it here on the show, uh, me or Cats, but what impact did the Benoit tragedy have on professional wrestling, and do you think it changed the mindset of a lot of guys? I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to comment too much on this, but I don't think it changed. Any, what did it have to do with wrestling? Okay. Like, that that honestly would be my my question. And th- this was a totally, like, I mean, I guess if you're, you're stretching if you're connecting that to wrestling. Uh, if, if, if a plumber did that, would you connect it to plumbing? You know what I mean? If, and and I'm, I realize I'm being very cut and dry about this, but, but I don't think, I think the gray area is where you get in trouble when you start talking about it. Like why, why is that? He had a moment, uh, where he lost sanity and he, and he did a horrible acts of, of violence that are unspeakable. And can't be imagined, can't be fathomed. But I know, I knew him. You know what I mean? And I know this was something that snapped, and something wasn't right. And that could have happened to anybody. Um, with all the mental health issues that are coming to 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 fruition now, that are, are not to fruition, but coming to, to into the you know fore, foreground now, and all the things we're talking about, and people with concussion syndrome committing suicide, and all all those things. I don't know. I mean, I, I, if a, I guess if a football player did it, they, they would talk a lot about football, but it wouldn't be, it would only change to make football safer. And I think wrestling's done that as well. And so that, that's my, I guess I wasn't too short winded on it, but that's my, that's my take on that. Yeah. I think, I think some people do the link again. There's a lot of gray area there and, yeah. and, and I don't know any of the, you know, more than me. And like you said, it's, there was a well, moment nobody was there for, but I think some people link it because a lot of wrestlers, including Benoit, have been linked to steroids, and they say there may be a link there. Yeah. But I think it goes back to what you said. 
hopefully you would think that the business has gotten better because of that. Safer, a hundred percent, a hundred percent with head injuries, with uh, concussion protocol, with drug testing, with uh, it, it, it made the, the, uh, it made the culture or the uh, environment safer. For, for for the so so I'm look I'm not saying that this horrible incident had to happen so that this could yeah. be bad but but something positive did come out of it and I'm I'm so sorry to to everybody involved and and, and can't even fathom the the feelings of of the you know the family members but but I don't know you know what how much you tie it to wrestling and how much it's just a uh, you know a lot, lot of people a lot of athletes to performance enhancing drugs and 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 it got cracked down on because of some of these things. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a horrible thing to talk about. And, and sometimes I I just think it's hard to think about, excuse me, and talk about, but I don't know, man, I just, it's just weird sometimes that we just say, Oh, well it's wrestling and Benoit. And, and it's like, okay, you're right. He was a wrestler. Um, but he was a human being and a husband and a father and he, and something happened and he lost his way. And and they lost their lives, and he did, he did too. And it's, man, I'm sorry this took a turn. I apologize, but it's no, it's I horrifying. It up. I right? brought it up. That's what we want to talk about. I mean, it's all look. Yeah. Anytime you mention his name, it's uncomfortable to talk about. It, it really because is because it's a tragedy. And so that's what I understand it being brought up. I I I, I guess I just didn't want to talk about it. So sure. so I so I kicked against the pricks. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Uh, let's keep going. Impact on 320 next was more with BG and Kip. That was much better than week one, but almost anything would have been, says the observer. <laughs> BG basically said that the wrestlers like AJ Styles had gotten better, and really all there were was two guys saying suck it. He said he was no longer the road dog and that he didn't have time for the gym as he had to take his three kids to their sporting events and spend time with his wife. He said he thought he and Kip were closer and that both of them had grown up and become adults. Kip said he didn't want to say he was carrying the team, but he was doing 60% of the work. They basically acknowledged the team never worked in TNA. I mean, he did 60% of the work. The picture. Well, I mean, look, I was going to say 75, Um, but, but, (laughs) but, but, uh, Look at uh, Billy's face here in this picture. If you're watching Woo! by way of streaming, like he's upset about something. He's um, pouting. He is pouting, um, and he's a, he's a he's got a great pout, you know. Um, <laughs> so so I don't know what we just threw that picture up there of us for, but it was Billy's pouting probably in promotion of the pouting and the uh, scissor. Thing. It's never a shocker. Uh, it shouldn't be when somebody's son looks like their dad. But... Yeah. When yeah. you threw that pouting picture up, man, he looks just like his oh, two boys there. Yes. I mean, uh, exactly. yeah, they, are, like they, are, they are spitting images of him, man. And by the way, Billy did 60, you say 75% yeah. uh, percent of the work on a team that never worked in TNA. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks, it's, Billy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think what I think what would have got over. I think I think what they what they meant was uh, we never our we were never successful. Our, our we wrestled every now and then. We just weren't any good. That's what the, that's what the uh, observer is stating. Like, look, they're not not weren't fans of mine, and I'm I'm okay with that. You guys are live on Impact three twenty seven. 
BG and Kip James did their segment. This was good. I still don't want to see them fight, but they may each made their case about how the briefcase briefcase match is what did in the team. Kip noted that BG was eliminated and he was the one who got the briefcase and threw it to BG. BG then had it, but picked his father to be his partner. Kip said he understood his father was his hero, but he's the one who won the briefcase and they'd been working for a tag title shot since they got back together. Kip is the heel, but at least he had logical motivation. Mm. It does seem odd that Kip is the heel in this scenario when he puts it like that, right? When he does, I guess you kind of understand both sides. But isn't that isn't that the isn't that the way it is in a lot of disagreements? Yeah, you know what I mean. I picked my father. I'm sorry. I I I didn't uh, I didn't pick you because you suck. Sanjay Dutt beat you. Okay, (laughs) why would I pick you? <laughs> You're horrible at this. You're only you did seventy. You did seventy-five percent of the work, and we didn't work. <laughs> at the go home impact, Kip will talk about how it was time to move on, beating you, and going for his dream of winning a world title. Are you surprised Kip never got a world title run in any company? You know what I I am. I thought he. Ha- I thought it was pretty good. And look, I I've always loved Billy to to death and, and always will and, and think the world of him. And so I thought the world of him when he was the one Billy Gunn and kind of doing the thing was how to run with the rock for like the intercontinental title or something. And like, I, I don't know. I thought he was really good and really going, going places. And then he didn't. So I don't know what happened there. Um, maybe it was because he didn't have me by his side. There we go. Who what? Uh, finally at lockdown. In I'm 2000- just kidding, Billy. I love you. <laughs> no, we'll edit that out. He's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Both things can be true. Finally, locked down in 2008, low mass. I gotta ask, what do you think of a show that has all cage ma- cage matches, dog? Ooh, I think it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, and it's you know, Does it go it's against just, everything you were taught in wrestling. Well, it just makes the cage not special at all. Right. You know what I mean? And I and I, and I know it was at a young time in the biz and a young time in the. Uh, in the uh, y- the UFC game, and you know what I mean. Like it was just that was all that was uh, all the rave, and so they tried it out, and they tried it out for for a couple of years, from what I remember. But uh, but yeah, I just think it's look, it's like a, having every match a hell in the cell match. You know what I mean? It just makes the cell less and less important. Uh, and and really, when a cage match, if you do don't do one for a long time, you can really work a cage match and really put some time in and tell a good story uh, with a cage match. You know, you know, and also with a lot of these things, and we talk about it often, things that didn't work. Uh, you, you don't know if they don't work till you try them. And, and that's why hey, I if take you had all cages and it might have hit. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, you think you know? You think like you said, hey, it's it's not making. It's special anymore, but yeah, hell, it would look. It was called it. Lo- it was called lockdown. It was a yeah. different time. They were trying different things. Like I, yeah. I, I salute the effort, um, but I don't, I don't think it was what it, what, what it they wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Let's get to the match. BG James pin Kip James in six forty five. We knew that because you're undefeated, baby, against Kip. Well, uh, and then another thing is, uh, and this is just a fact. I'm better than him. <laughs> um, like I'm a better. I don't want to say athlete because I think that's the verbiage is what mix, mix people okay. up, mix people up. You know what I mean? Like you can't look at me and then look at him and go, 
he's a better athlete. Like that's not going to happen. You're going to look at me and then look at him and go, would you please help your friend? Bless his heart. He looks like a <laughs> snake that ate a goat and he's laid up and across the road with just a big lump in his belly. And, uh, and so that's what you think when you see a picture of us, but well, I, let's just even if you don't, there. you do now. What a long way to say you're a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart than and Bret Hart Williams. and Billy Gunn yeah, put together. Uh, together. Hey, that's a hey. That would be a hell of an athlete, wouldn't it? Well, here's the point, BG James. Brilly, Brilly Gart. If you're <laughs> if you say Brilly Gart, hashtag Brilly Gart, hash crown Billy hash Gart. Crown Billy Gart. <laughs> the holy mackerel! What a supreme being in the wrestling world. <laughs> that would be awesome. You would be. It's like a transformer. You came yeah. together oh, yeah. and just yeah. ruled. Uh, and BG just beat James. everybody. You pinned him in 645. Kemp did an RKO out of nowhere. What? That was funny, says the observer. He also did a famouser for a near fall. Kemp missed a charge into the corner, and BG schoolboyed him. Skiz biz. After the match, BG offered Kip his hand, and Kip shook it. Then they raised each other's arms until Kip clotheslined BG Son and of a beat on him. Son Mike Tanay and Don West were so overplaying it. There's a problem when every fan in the building knows Kip is turning on BG. Then he does, and the announcers are screaming at you like it's the most heinous angle you've ever seen. Sometimes you just have to low-key an angle and joke about it rather than waste good outrage on an angle that's worthless with guys nobody cares about and save it for an angle that has a prayer of meaning something. Hey, one star. Hey, it was well, three quarter stars on last time. We're moving on up in the world. One star. I, I had three quarters with my father. I knew my dad would bring me down. <laughs> he was 67, Observer. Suck it. Uh, while we're here, dog, this is yep. our first chance to discuss this. Uh, but what did you think of the incredible Don West, who's recently passed away? Man, yeah, uh, I'm glad you put peace, that up But there. just an absolute one-of-a-kind legend. Uh, 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 what a legend and what a salesman. Oh. Like he's literally the guy that could sell, you know, uh, white gloves to, uh, to a woman eating a ketchup popsicle. Uh, <laughs> so, so that, that's just the truth of the matter, man. And, and, uh, I, like I, 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 you know, I spent a lot of time with Don in TNA and, and he actually rode around with us a lot, uh, when we made the live event towns and stuff, he was just such a salesperson all the time, but he was also such a really good human being. So, so great loss to his family and to his friends, but also a loss to the wrestling industry where I feel like, uh, there was so much more he could have done, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and on such a bigger platform too, but, but what all that he did, uh, was so cool. And, and it was just so, I'm just honored and glad that I got to spend some time with him while he was alive. You know what I mean? And that's, that's all I can say is thank you, God, that I got to know him, uh, before he passed. Um, getting a brief chance to spend with him at, at multiple StarCast events, conventions, and just yeah. seeing him up close and personal, like you said, he'll sell you something you didn't even know you were coming over there for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'd like a Bret Hart t-shirt, and you walk away with a Jeff Jarrett guitar, and you're like, what just happened? And uh, I have the Jeff Bret Hart t-shirt on. Such, He's like such, a magician. <laughs> just a great guy. We send our, uh, we mean it. We send our yeah. thoughts and prayers to his family. Just a uh, absolute legend. Rest in peace, Don West. Uh, let's get back to wrestling. Uh, you get the win, dog. Yeah, uh, it takes are you a good ready man. For the big takes... main event push, baby. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. 
<laughs> the observer said one star, and that's short for starfish because it sucks, bro. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Ask the observer. Look, look Ask the observer. Were, look, man. I was happy that the match was over because I was blown up. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really, uh, I didn't really care one way or the other uh, what the observer was thinking at this time. I thought, <laughs> oh my god, the match is over. I got pills in my wallet. I got. <laughs> How am I going to get back to the hotel? Uh, you know what I mean. I can't drive. <laughs> There's things going through my mind there that weren't. I wonder what Dave Meltzer's going to think. You didn't wonder how many stars you just got? I wonder what Uncle Dave's going to say. I did not. I did not think one moment about it. And the only reason I'm thinking about it now is because we keep reading what he thinks about it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a bigger story to come from this? It's very odd to say that uh, at least the TNA was always so heel win heavy that you got the win in this match. Yeah. I, look, I, 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 that's probably politics. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. I was, and I don't know the answer to that. I don't know, but I knew if they're splitting me up and making me a baby face, if I have any chance at all of doing anything, I had to win that match. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't a, a thing of me going as a heel. He can say, you cheated. You, I was slipped. I, uh, the, you know what I mean? The water wasn't boiling. Uh, whatever, you know? And so, so as a baby face, I feel like splitting up and going your separate ways, I kind of had to win that, that match. But again, that's just me. I could, if they were going to go somewhere bigger with Billy, um, I could totally see me losing it. You know what I mean? But it was kind of like, we don't know where we're going. We're just splitting you guys up. We'll land where we land. Uh, but for now, how do we do this as painlessly as possible? And that was the way I, I feel like. This would be the last time you won a singles match in TNA on TV. It might have been the to- first time I ever won a singles match as well. <laughs> Were you soon to be transitioning to a backstage role in TNA? Yeah, I was. And, and look, it was no secret. Like, I wasn't in great shape. I wasn't in great uh, headspace. I was, You know what I mean? And so it was... It was, yeah, I'm going to move into a creative role. And then uh, I really exposed myself for the idiot that I am. And, <laughs> and I got fired from there, too. So uh, thanks for bringing all this up. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. We're going to get to some fan questions. we got plenty of those. Everybody's got questions about the end of the Voodoo Ken The end of Mafia. the VKM. Can, did I tell you that how we came up with that name? And I'm just, this is a weird story. Let's but go. like literally... Um, my son was there. My son was probably 16 or I don't even know how old he was. Uh, and I'm too stupid to do the math, but, uh, but he was young and I said, okay, we need, uh, we need words to rhyme with, with, uh, or to start with V let's think of words that start with V. And so we were going down the list and the voodoo was, was when I thought, oh, well, that's interesting anyway. Like it's voodoo is cool. It's a cool, it gets your attention, whatever. And so we literally went down and read, like, sat there for hours with my son on his little tablet or whatever he was on, just looking at let, named words that start with these letters. And and so that's where we got the v- Voodoo Ken Mafia. And uh, because it's Voodoo Ken, because we were the James boys, we weren't really Ken, so it was Voodoo Ken. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, mafia we just had some fun works. with that. And Mafia works anywhere, right? Uh, and the t-shirt, the t-shirt was the, was the, 
was the voodoo kin, the godfather uh, you know, the godfather, but with a voodoo doll hanging on that it. You know what I mean? So, so, so yeah, good. so it, it was kind of cool and, and, and wrote itself. And, and then of course, Roxy Laveau made sense because of the voodoo. And so I don't know, I kind of dug it all. It's all very new Orleans. Uh, uh, but, but I don't know. I kind of thought it was cool. Um, the whole world didn't, so it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't. I don't care because oh. that's when I got to start my garage band, Road Dog and the Chocolate Starfishes. And we, <laughs> when we perform, I mean, we really, we really get outside of ourselves. You know what I what mean? What was Sometimes, your first hit? You don't remember? Gaggle of Furnums. Oh, Gaggle of Furnum. Yeah, yeah, I knew. yeah. I G O F. Yeah, G O F. Oh, Gaggle of Furnum. How many furnums you got to have for it to be a gaggle? 13. 13 okay. is official. Yeah, I knew it was, Baker's I knew it was dozen. in the teens. I couldn't Baker's remember. dozen. Yeah, I couldn't remember where it started. Um, <laughs> before we get to the fan questions, let's tell everybody about our friends, Road Dog. And we look. Which friends are you going to talk about? I look like an emoji. I'm so round, which you know. <laughs> I, I love food. And wait, I don't let's back up. Accident. I didn't yeah. mean it like that. You did. You, you I said it looked like a round emoji face. I, I didn't say round. I said when you put those. <laughs> all right, who are we talking about? Jimmy Seafood? Yeah, we're going to talk about look Jimmy at Seafood. Cool as Christmas. Yeah, because I love Jimmy Seafood. Look at look at Road Dog. Just saying, look at the seafood. Hey, over here. Look at you. You're like, what, do you, what else you want? Look at those crab cakes. What else <laughs> do you want? Look at those crab cakes. Oh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood.com. Ship food nationwide. We've talked about it many times, dog. Many times, many times. When you go to Baltimore, and if you are in the anything in the wrestling business, you're going to eat a meal at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. But now you can get that shipped right to your front door. I get that shipped sent everywhere. Oh, shipped everywhere, man. That's what I meant. Shipped to say. everywhere. Shipped all over the place. <laughs> Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders of. Over $125, excluding yeah. the steam crabs and the fresh items. All you got to do is use that promo code D-O-G-G. Guess what you're going to get, dog? How about how crab bigger than Maryland crab cakes, buddy? Hey, big as a polar bear's hand. Oh, my gosh. Soups, I don't, I don't chowders, oysters, signature steaks. Oh, yeah. Plus, they're incredible desserts and... Gluten-free items. They're ready for you and your dietary needs. Several packages that make great gifts. You can get the famous gift box, which includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, two different crab soups. Jimmy's famous seafood. How about that crab dip, dog? Oh. Crab dip. Seafood seasoning. You can put that on Dip your ship in it. (laughs) And their signature bay sauce. Everyone knows Road Dog likes to dip his crab cakes in some I kind love of sauce. To dip my trap in mm. How about this? Football playoffs, NFL playoffs around the corner. You got the big ball, the big end of the year championship. I don't know if we're allowed to say the actual name of the game, but the tailgate bundle is available. Whoa. Two pounds. That's of what wings, we're talking about. A full rack of barbecue ribs, a pint of crab tailgate dip, and bundle. that crab cake mix. Or you can create your own package. Over 40 years create in the business. And it's been featured on Diners, Dining, and Drives, Beat Bobby Flay, and more. And like we said. And he beat if, Bobby Flay, too. Oh, beat Bobby. him like a dog. If you, Bobby, Bobby Flay. Way, he'll beat anybody. I'll Jimmy beat you, beat Bobby Flay. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I just love Jimmy so much. Dog, serious. Talk about talk about Jimmy's famous seafood, and it's oh, the first word. stop for the boys in Baltimore. Hey, always the first stop. I went there not long ago with Billy Gunn, myself, Billy Gunn, and uh, Rakishi. Um Ooh. And well, another friend of heart. ours, uh, Brandon Scott, joined us too with some friends. So, so we showed up and we ate and we ate all we could eat. And uh, and man, it's always so good, always delicious. And I've never seen anybody eat as much as Billy Gunn did that day. <laughs> but Rakishi might have been a close second um, because yeah, they ate a lot of Jimmy's seafood. Uh, it could not have been cheap. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, so 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 yeah, it was a very cool experience. And and if when the wrestlers go there to Baltimore they go to Jimmy's seafood uh I ordered this seafood I had seafood delivered to my house and this was this was years ago actually I don't even know if they were doing it nationwide then um but he shipped it to my house and oh my word that the crab cakes best crab cakes I've ever eaten in my life and and I would and I would I would be willing to bet you'll say the same after you eat them and 100 free free shipping after 125 bucks yeah 125 bucks is what you're going to pay to go out and eat dinner with your wife or somewhere nice. You know what I mean? Correct. If you go somewhere nice, I'm, 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 a, I'm giving you that. Um, but it's shipped free then to your house and that's going to give you about six meals probably. You know what I mean? With, the, with the, what you get for 125 bucks. And so, yeah, I just think it's an awesome deal. And I think their food is second to none. If you don't get it, I don't want you to call yourself a true seafood lover because I will come oh. to your house and smack you in the ear like John Stossel. <laughs> I won't Promo really. code D-O-G-G. <laughs> that will keep you from getting slapped like John Stossel. Go to jimmysfamousseafood.com. Look, you can't get to Baltimore. Get Baltimore to your front Get door, it to you, so. Jack. Jimmy's And they Famous send them in those ice little boxes. They're really cool, too. You might Come just on. want to keep the box after you eat the seafood. Come on with it. Cattle you, play in there. I'm telling you this, you'll eat so much you'll look like Steven Seagal afterwards. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just fat as much. Like hey, like the cool em- like the cool emoji, but just jet black greasy hair. <laughs> fat as mud. Fat as, as mud puts it. Yeah. All right, let's get to some fan questions, Mr. Dog. All right, let's do it. Um, Michael Double M says, were there other names pitched other than Voodoo Ken Mafia, or was the plan always to go with that name along with the VKM initials? You kind of hinted on it. Yeah. Uh, it was, well, look, that was, was there anything close or was it always Voodoo? No, it kind of, that was when, when we, when, when I found that, I just felt like that was, that was it. And I, and I sold it to them that way. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, I think it, I think it works. I think it's. It's, uh, you know, faux, faux, uh, DX. It's all this stuff. So, so I just, I don't know. I just thought it worked again. I could have been wrong. And apparently I was. <laughs> Austin Williams <laughs> but, wants to know. Hey, but you can, let's talk for a second about those shirts that we have on, uh, you talk bag, about the Voodoo Kim Mafia shirts? Bagajohnsons.com. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have, uh, what do we have on, uh, boxergimmicks.com sorry I messed up the word yeah we I, have the Voodoo Kid Mafia shirts on there I'm going to see if bagofjohnsons.com <laughs> is available if not if it is we're buying it and we're I'm gonna, buying it today yeah no we're going to get it uh, before this is done but yes go right. to boxergimmicks.com you got all yeah. the shirts you got the dapper dog shirt there oh yeah hey you got, put the that, you got a picture of that dapper dog shirt you got the Voodoo Kid Mafia shirt you got yeah. the uh, 
I'm a Fergal McDivitt guy. Oh, sure. see, I need all of that. I could be wearing these, y'all. Yeah. I'd be wearing these. <laughs> that's what we need you. We need yeah. you wearing these out. I know. Like to everybody them. Can Look see at that them. dapper dog right there for a shoot. I'd wear that. By the way. I have a sports coat. That looked good with a blue sports coat. That oh blue and that. Gosh, it looked good. Yeah. Look at that. I'm Look ready. That's a good looking shirt. Well, apparently you've already got it. Look at you wearing it. In the, I've it, got it on there. It, for I the sophisticated have, I shouldn't outlaw. have cut <laughs> It's for the sophisticated outlaw. <laughs> I'm a Dapper Dan man. By the way, bagofjohnsons.com <laughs> is available and it's now ours, dog. Well, um, that happened quickly. That escalated quickly. It was yeah. just a slip of the tongue. Do you just, think Johnson's, uh, make sure I'm spelling it right, J-O-H-N-S-O-N-S, Bag of Johnson's? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Go, I was talking about, it. well, Howard Johnson's right about what Jim Johnson said. <laughs> Johnson. Didn't think I'd be buying that today, but here we are. Hey, here we are. And per- well, stupider purchases have been made, I can assure <laughs> yeah, you of that. This week, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go get you boxofgimmicks.com and uh, go straight there. I might I might link bagofjohnsons.com straight to our store. That might yeah. be our yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we'll need to come up with a bag of Johnson's. something. Something that we're going to call Johnson's. What if we made a fanny pack and it said bag of Johnson's? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could sell a fanny pack with a can of Oscar Mayer like Vienna sausages in it. Oh, there and you go. Say, bag of Johnson's. Bag of Johnson's. Uh, let's get back to the questions. Austin Williams, you kind of touched on it, but just to sum it up, dog, what was it like being in the Feaster Fired match? Yeah, I didn't didn't want to be in that match, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but I didn't. No, I thought it was cool. I did. I thought it was a cool concept. I still think it's cool. I think you could do it again. I think it's it's. Uh, and I don't remember, and maybe maybe you guys don't either, but did somebody get fired out of that? Was somebody's deal up and they, was it me and I didn't know about it? Was it, <laughs> like, what happened there? You know what I mean? Did somebody actually get fired? Uh, because did I you do get a think, feast out of it? I, I didn't, I don't remember feasting okay. at all. And, no I, and I feast frequently. Um, so maybe that's why, maybe that's why I don't uh, remember it because I was busy eating a cake and sitting on um, <laughs> the cake sitters, the cake sitters. That's the show I was talking about uh, earlier when we were the talking. The cake sitters come on right after Skinwalker right, Ranch. Right after Skinwalker. Yeah. Just what about, uh, what about Corey saying that the other night? Corey said something oh, about Skinwalker's Ranch. He got all up in his ear because I, I immediately I popped. I said, don't, Road Dog got that. <laughs> Yeah, he must. I don't know. I don't know how he, how he heard that. If if he came up of it, uh, came up with it independently, I'm really freaked out. You know well, what I mean? He, well, look, he's like everybody else. Nobody will admit that they listen to this chaos of the show, <laughs> even though they do. We've seen numbers people listen. Nobody admits to it. Okay, uh, good. Our, don't I think admit we're it. A guilty pleasure. I think that's I'm, what. We're hey, on. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I am too. Because I, if I'm your regular pleasure, man, you got real problems. <laughs> you need to check yourself, dog. <laughs> Because ain't enough blue chew in the world, you know. How, how great is this name? The Midnight Wolfman. Oh, yes. JP Parasite. What a long name there. He says, yeah. my question, I've always read that Billy Gunn was unhappy in TNA since his debut. Is that true or false? 
So I don't think it was true. Look, I think uh, Billy Gunn was unhappy in TNA because he was also on drugs. And, uh, and so <laughs> I don't think you mind me, me sharing that uh, he's been clean uh, for 12 years as well. Um, and so he's doing great uh, when it comes to that. But like, look, I think we were unhappy because we were guys that we, we got spoiled, man. And that's just the truth of it. I mean, you can be a grown man and still get spoiled. And, and we did. Uh, the, the, the spots we had, the jobs we had, and where we were on the card spoiled us. And so when you get to a place that's not paying you as well and it's not pr producing as well as the other places, did, like it's... You know, you think you're you think you've taken steps backwards, and then add on top of that drug addiction, and and you're not you know does not uh, is not conducive to make you a happy camper. So, I, I just don't I don't think it was about his gimmick or is that I think it was just where we were in life, man. We had taken a step backwards in our professional life, and that's yeah. that's just a fact. And so, if you're happy with that, I, I, I don't know, um, but you can make the best of it. Taking drugs is not the way to do that. Uh, I am the Bosch man tweets us at you didn't know pod at Brian R D James at the Casio kid. He says, I know the purpose of the name was to have the initials VKM, uh, mm -hmm. but you, you told us the thought process. Yeah. Uh, and he, he thought there should be a vacuum kettle memorandum. He selected oh. three random words from the dictionary, which is yeah. funny because you kind of said that's how your son came up with it. Yeah, it's exactly how we came up with it. And we literally read words like that and into the V for an hour. Let's just read words that start with a V. You know what I mean? The the uh, vermin, the vermilion, the... Uh, and so so we, we did the same thing. Like, look, to be quite honest, uh, what was who, what was his name? Uh, Bosch Man. Bosch. Bosch, Bosch Man Johnson. Uh, big, Bo big Bosch. Big Bosch Man. Uh, yeah, we your name you came up with sucked. So I vacuum kettle one. memorandum. You don't like that one? <laughs> I don't like that one. I think <laughs> I, I think, it's, I think it sucks, but uh, it did start with vacuum. So he did get the vacuum. It didn't suck. It was good. It was probably what me and my son came up with first. <laughs> Mark Cavalera says I understood the segments and got a kick out of them. What I didn't understand was what was the point of Christy Hemi coming out for the last segment at Final Resolution. I still wonder about that. Don't get me wrong. I liked it too because she cut one hell of a good promo. So I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> um, don't ever remember. <laughs> don't ever remember as long as I've been alive uh, doing the television segment with Christy Hemi. But having heard that, yeah. I do not believe you are fibbing. I believe I am just was out to lunch that day. Could have been a fun night. It was one of those benders we spoke of. It was a, for a year I was on it. <laughs> um, James Grunberg says... Oh, the bird, Grunberg. As you look back on this angle and everyone grew up, you think of yourself, this was a dumb idea. I was just... <laughs> and I was just mad, but now I'm in a better place. Um, I don't think it was no. a dumb idea, no. No, I, well, I look because it wasn't successful. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it a dumb idea. You know what I mean? Like it's maybe we could have done something different to make it work. Like I don't think it. I don't. What was the? We were losing from the from the inception because right. what was the? What were they gonna? They were gonna acknowledge us and then fight us at the Alamo. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what, what? What are? What are? What were we? We were setting ourselves up for failure. Right. To, to be perfectly honest with you. And 
And I think, I think we were okay with that. I think, uh, well, I think the powers that be were, we were just going, Hey, look at us, look over here, look at us. And that was, then when they looked, we had nothing else for them, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was, it was, uh, I think it was us trying to, you know, just trying to make some waves and that was their idea and they utilize us to do it. And you know, it's what I go back to every week. Like, I don't know. I got the job and they said, Hey, we're going to do this. And I'd say, Oh, that's cool. Can I, can I do it this way? And they would go, yeah, that's cool. And then you go out and do it and it works or it doesn't work. And it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of everyday life. It's just on television. Uh, Johnny K nine, nine, nine says, did, uh, did, or do you feel like winning the tag belts would have helped legitimize the group even more? Also, did Billy ever show interest in wanting the NWA TNA world belt Hashtag scissor me doggy. <laughs> well, I'll be darn hash crown Johnson. Um, <laughs> so so <laughs> hash crown Johnson. Um, I don't know if he ever wanted to be, look, I thought, I think he probably wanted to be the world champion and I think he probably could have been the world champion, but if you had Billy now where his head's at now, where my head's at now, if you had us, Back then, you know what I mean? Where our bodies were then, but our heads are now. He could have been, uh, yeah, he could have been the WWE champion. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, there was nothing, no holding him back. And uh, and I would have never been champion. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not what what, what I was cut out to be. But I I could have done other stuff. But I, we just, we just stopped, we just stopped caring and started taking drugs. You know what I mean? And it took a while to get through that little phase. And thank God we came out on the other side. Uh, it leads into outlaw Corey James's question. Uh, do you ever remember the any talks of plans to put the tag titles on you and Billy? So no. Um, I, when I, did I answer that last time? The last question was about or, uh, the put the titles on us. Would it have helped? Uh, I don't think it would have. I think it would have okay. just. I think it would have just elongated uh, or put off the inevitable, which yeah. was break up, fight, now do something separate. You know what I mean? Which was, it was kind of like, it kind of felt that way from the get-go too. But but what are you going to do? Take more drugs. So you, um, ever, you don't remember ever talking about it backstage? I, I don't. I, I really don't. And I'm sure we did. But I also didn't care then. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and so it was like, yeah, whatever. I'll do what I do. When, you, when I get here next week, you'll have something for me to do, and I'll do that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, before we go any further, by the way, we'll get to some of the questions from adfreeshows.com. We want to toss it to our friend, Mr. Conrad Thompson, who is always in the business of saving the, oh, you didn't know listeners money. So Moolah. check this out. NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. All right, dog, just a couple more questions from our friends over at Ad Free Shows, our top guys, top gals over there. Brad Stanton said, dog, were you relieved when VKM ended? Yeah, I was. I mean, and that uh, I'm kind of relieved that you asked me that question, too, because it was, a, it was a, a, a moment in time where it was like we tried it 
and yeah. and I, in my mind I knew it wasn't gonna. So so so, <laughs> you know, you start thinking about the language you use and the words you use. The, the, to say it wasn't gonna work, excuse me, is so uh, you know you could really work 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 with that because it just it just. It wasn't as good as the first thing. It was still okay. We still went out there and had okay matches, and we were still the guys that you remember from the other show. And but but that was where the problem lied. You know what I mean? It was we were the guys that used to be cool and famous, and now we're the washed up guys. And the observer gets hot when we tell them that. But that's what we were, <laughs> so we told them that. <laughs> I don't uh, think the, I don't think the titles would have meant anything to, for us to have them. Like it would have, it would have brought the, truthfully, because the people didn't care about us then. It wasn't our time. We weren't, we were doing this personal stuff. And as you heard that they still didn't care. Um, so, so, uh, it was what it was, you know? And, and yes, I was glad when it, when it came to an end, because I felt like we were swimming upstream the moment from the moment it started. All right, last but not least on the fan questions, Bobby KF5GTX says, Good luck, dog. What was your initial reaction when you were told you'd be working with Kip James in a cage match? What did the process look like for talking through that match? Well, it was basically him saying, look, I'm going to beat the crap out of you for about six (laughs) minutes and 30 seconds. And then you just roll me up. And, uh, and so I said, okay, cool. School boy and go. And then then it was survival of the fittest (laughs) It was like wrestling a grizzly bear who had been declawed, uh, but he just had his way with me. Did you see the movie The Revenants? You yeah. know what I mean. It was just I'm just I'm just DiCaprio. I'm just DiCaprio. DiCaprio just getting smashed. Oh God. Um, um And and yeah. So it was. Look, I knew Billy's. A, He's a snug dude. You get in there and you work with him and he, and he, and he touches you. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you've been in there with him. Um, same with Seamus, same with Gunther, same with some guys, you know, there's guys that way, Bradshaw, that when you get in there and work with them, you know, you've been in there with them and, and, and Billy was that way. And so I enjoyed that. I really do too, but especially not so much at this point in my career when we we're older and in a cage, but when we first started, we were the new age outlaws. We, we, brought it man and you go back and watch and we we fought with people and we got beat up and we beat up and it was it was like so so I knew that was going to come out again I just wasn't so full of zeal to do it you know what I mean like it wasn't like yeah let's get in there and do it it was like oh god this is gonna hurt you know um question from Dave Meltzer uh were you surprised that the front row didn't pass out from the lack of oxygen after the finish Actually, sad thing is there was a couple of members of the audience that did lose consciousness uh, really? due to the, due to the lack of oxygen. Just, we don't like to talk about that. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't talk about that, or um, we don't also don't dress up as the cool emoji. <laughs> but this is his cake sitter uh, outfit. This is what we do. Cake sitting outfit. <laughs> well. I thought this was a cool episode. I had I fun, dog. I did too. It was it was lighthearted, and I th- feel like that's what we all need right now. Yeah, we do. Is, uh, and some tenderness. Fit down together. You got to fit the papers here. I got to you. Miami Dolphins suck. 
I'm gonna hurt for you. Tua still has a concussion. Hold my hand. Oh, couldn't hit that. Couldn't hit that high one, and I apologize for trying to you guys. Bag of Johnson.com. Oh, Lord. Next week, I'm gonna hold your hand through an entire episode, dog, of. Raw 25, so oh. the 25 years of Raw, do, a hot me, topic of controversy. Let me ask you, yeah. Do we have to talk about Dax? Well, Is that what we're going to talk about? In Ring with the Revival, the NWO, the Bullet Club, how it felt to be at the Manhattan Center, your role that day, wow, and more. So that's going to be a fun one. Next week, go ahead and like, subscribe before you get out of here so you can know exactly when that drops. And by the way, if you want any of our episodes early and ad free, early, go to adfreeshows.com and sign up there and you can get that episode as soon as it's ready with no ads, even though I think we do a hell of a job doing ads. I, we do ads really well. I don't know if anybody buys any of the products right. because of our ads, but right. I feel on a personal level, you and I perform well. I hope our love comes across for our advertisers, but Oh, it does. It, it does. Yeah. If you want it early and ad-free, go to adfreeshows.com. Also, while we're here, give a shout-out to our buddy, uh, Eric Bischoff, who's got his new book out, Grateful, by him and Guy Evans. Amen. It's on Amazon or bischoffbook.com. Like hey, I said, like let's and subscribe. Gr- grateful, before you say like and subscribe, yeah. let's think about grateful for a moment. The word grateful. The word grateful, but more importantly, the act of being grateful, the act of having gratitude. Like if, you you know, they say in in, uh, recovery, a grateful addict won't use, a grateful alcoholic won't pick up a drink. And that's a frame of mind. Think about an attitude of gratitude. That's a frame of mind. And you can make a list of things you're grateful for every day. We talk about it uh, on here every now and then, but attitude of gratitude. Think about that when you're positive and you're, and your head is in the right place, man, nothing can bring you down and nothing can slow you down. So if you didn't know you had to call somebody, there you now, go. now, if you would tag and refund and, and like, hash subscribe, five star rating on all the platforms, Twitter handles. He's at Brian R D James. I'm at the Casio Kid. You know the show handle. Oh, oh at you, you didn't, didn't know. know pod at you didn't know pod. YouTube, of course, is YouTube.com/slash dogg. We appreciate you watching it if you are on our YouTube. Go Thank to boxofgimmicks.com. Possibly bagofjohnsons.com <laughs> uh, for all your Oh You Didn't Know t-shirts. That Dapper Dog shirt, the I'm a Fergal McDevitt oh, guy. Hey, I'm a 3XL, by the way. Okay. If you want to see me at, at live, WWE live events with these Dapper Dog shirts, I don't know if I can wear them, though. I might have to wear I'll a shirt. I'll have to wear a, ask forgiveness a bloodline shirt over it when I show up. <laughs> That's not very oozy of you. <laughs> I'm not uh, very oozy. Uh, I'm more juicy. <laughs> juicy. I'm more juicy than yeah. Oosie. Yeah, that should be a new shirt. That's a good well. one, too. My man, thank you, dog. It's been a thank fun you. one. Look forward to talking about Raw 25 with you next week. And like Let's Dog do said, it. we are grateful that you checked this episode out. We're grateful to our advertisers. Amen. We appreciate you checking us out. And if you didn't like this episode, we got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs>